Hello and welcome to Please Don't Send Me Into Outer Space, the podcast intent on exploring all that science fiction and fantasy has to offer, one movie at a time. My name is Aaron. My name is Sarah. My name is Joel. The movie this week is Zardoz, from 1974, directed and written by John Borman, starring Sean Connery, Charlotte Rampling, Sarah Kestelman, and John Alderton. If you want to know the names of these characters, they are Zed, Consuela, May, and Friend. I think I think those are... I don't really want to name the guy who played Arthur Frayne, even though he's front and center at the beginning, because... Mm. <laughs> I, I get the feeling you were not a fan of Arthur Fra- Frame. I was just really glad that Zed shot him. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I I was getting progressively more irritated. He he wasn't in a ton of the movie, but he was very annoying. Yeah. I did get the feeling that he maybe the actor thought, Ooh, I'm one of the stars. Yeah. It felt that felt overacted to me. Yeah. And in this movie, I didn't know there was such a thing. (laughs) (laughs) Everyone else is actually kind of playing it pretty low key. Yeah. And this was a random pick, right? Yes. Like, we we turned on the randomizer and it was like, hey, you guys, you guys need to watch Zardoz. Mm -hmm. That's pretty exciting. And the the way the randomizer is designed, it it basically looks like an old style slot machine. You pull down the handle. Yeah. It goes year, decade, or it goes decade, year, and then, you know, uh, genre, Mm -hmm. and then gives me one specific movie. And this was the number one pick immediately. Sometimes we have to shuffle around because some movies are just not available. It's like Zardoz. Like, oh, oh, is it time? Is that how we're going to start this new year? (laughs) God bless America. (laughs) Oh, man. Had you guys seen this movie before? I've seen it. This will be my third time viewing it. Ooh. It's my third time. Why? <laughs> well, okay. To be honest, the first time I saw it, I had to do the laundry, and so I had to turn it off. <laughs> um, uh, I think there also been it might have been like this very concerned look on Campo's face while I was watching it, which was also kind of like a, a sign for me to be like, yeah, no, this isn't going to happen today. <laughs> And so, uh, the second time I, I viewed the movie, Campo had uh, gone to Portland, and I was just home alone, and I was like, you know what? Why not give it a try again? Yeah. And it was a trip. That was such a trip when I saw it that time. <laughs> and this time again, it was such a trip. Like, it is. It is weird. <laughs> you were like the cat in the toothbrush video. It's just, Basically, just like that cat. Or the one where the, they drop the flower on his head. I don't know if you've seen that. Oh, I haven't. 
Yeah. Well, Same effect. <laughs> yeah, I've never seen it before. This was the first time you ever saw it? That is correct. I think a long time ago we heard a podcast about it. And yeah. I was like, I have to see, like, what they're talking about. Like, the costumes and stuff. And I think I watched a small portion of it, like, a few years ago. But I think I just saw the beginning and maybe, like, a little part out of context, you know? It could have been any part in the movie. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. I don't know. (laughs) Because not that the context really grounds you... But there, I remember some random bodies, some nudity, some like uh, weird, weird things happening, things closing in on someone, and that could be a, a number of different spots in this movie. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of a kaleidoscopic effect of of just naked bodies and mirrors. Yeah, <laughs> and Sean Connery's face, and and saying what what. Uh, meet me and you and, and Sarah say what? What? Meet. Yes. <laughs> meet. Zardoz. Food. I think that's his first What's word his in the movie, yeah, right? Food. Food. Cause uh cause he throws the bread because he's like, bump this trash. Yeah. He throws that and like the bread's all like really super hard and like <laughs> it's not for them, yeah. They don't eat the bread. They only eat meat. Should That's we right. lay this out for people? or What, what is there think? to lay out? I don't even know where to begin. Would you like me to explain what happens in this movie to you? Please, Joel. I mean, Aaron you don't have to do the long page version. But. Sarah. <laughs> Sarah, would you like me to explain? Yeah. Because I'm pretty sure I understand what happened in this movie. Okay. Um. Uh. 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 So, someday far in the future, we are in a land where there are men on horseback with guns just killing people. It's a brutal time, and they all worship a gigantic floating stone head that calls itself Zardoz. Our hero, Zed, played by Sean Connery, sneaks into Zardoz and kills the per- the person who is piloting piloting it who is Arthur Frayne as we are told over and over again so there was a dude inside of the head that they were all following Arthur Frayne was responsible for the floating head right that's right. correct yes so then he's in the head well yeah yeah okay. let, let, let okay. me i got i got this I, I know what's going on then ted says to bill Whoa, no. Wait, uh, <laughs> the head goes back to a futuristic land that looks nothing like the area that we were in before. And in here are just a number of very fair skinned, very, very faint, you know, thin people who hardly wear any clothes, but still wear more clothes than Sean Connery, <laughs> whose entire purpose seems to be living, learning, and producing food for the people who can't produce food in their societies. The it's basically Zed is the first one to ever escape from the brutal land from the Outland. Outland. <laughs> yeah. With a shotgun. <laughs> and 
Certain people are fascinated by him. Other people are terrified by this person. They think they need to be put down, but he instead put him through a few experiments and uh, put him in a cage, Planet of the Apes style. Look at his genitals. Uh huh. <laughs> Trying to figure out what is going on with this guy. Like, he's so different, but he somehow <laughs> snuck in here. Like, yeah. Can we make him get an erection? I'll figure it out. We will figure it out. Uh, <laughs> Some science right there, man. It is revealed through experimentation by, let's see, May. May is the one with the freckles who is experimenting, yeah. and she's all about that. And it is revealed that Zed is actually superior to them through selective breeding Done by Arthur Frayne. Everybody's going, what was Arthur doing over there? Apparently, nobody else would deal with anything that was going on in this outside area. The savages. Whatever, the out zone. Yeah. The zone nobody wanted to. The Eter- None of the Eternals. Mm-hmm. The zone with to. the stalkers. <laughs> oh, no. no. Don't cross the streams, man. <laughs> <laughs> then Kroll happens. Oh, God. And, run away. Uh, I'm going to run away on a fiery horse. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but... <laughs> Zed has been pretending to be... I think that's what, what's going on. He's basically been playing dumb because he doesn't want them to kill him because he purposely climbed in the head in order to kill this person he's figured out was a false god. Yeah. He starts messing around with everything. He gets a, a guy named Friend into some trouble because he's, Friend is fascinated by this different person. And so is mo- and most people are fascinated by this person yeah. who's not like anybody else. There's no sex in this world. There's no violence in the world. Like they, they feel like they've learned everything, but they can't die. They're all immortal. So Zed just goes about eventually breaking down all these barriers, trying to, you know, people are begging for death. He finds a way and he's super smart. So, uh, eventually ends it all, and that's that's what happens in the movie. Okay, I could follow that narrative. Mm-hmm. I could follow that narrative. I mean, there's like there's like plot details that you oh, can you can yeah. figure out and stuff like that. And I could go into, but oh no no no, but that's that's the basic structure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I'd say so. It's not that it's not as confusing as I was made to believe it was. Like uh, the the podcast we heard about was film sack. And shout out to those guys for introducing me to the idea of a bunch of movies, including including Crawl, mm-hmm. nice. a movie nice. that they described in such a way that we were like, we need to see this movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this was another one. Uh, they, those guys were like confused. Like I don't, I don't know if they were trying to. I was kind of confused too. Well, the the way the, the this movie is set up is you as the viewer are following Sean Connery's character. You know nothing. You know exactly what he knows going, or at least at least on a surface level, what you he knows. Feel, yeah, you, what you know, and then and then and then you're suddenly experiencing like all these very like almost alien things, to, at least to you know to us. Like he go- walks in this house and there's like tinsel everywhere, and you know he's touching rings of power that are you know talking to, talking him. to him, yeah, and, and and like you know it's 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 a very as far as as far as you as the viewer, your experience and how you're learning the things that are going on. It's very engaging. And then it just kind of goes straight into some weird acid trip. Like almost immediately after that, but (laughs) yeah, some of the like naked bodies and stuff kind of reminded me of those trips that she has in the Dunwich horror. Oh yeah. Yeah. Like when she's going to sleep or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. It, uh, maybe it's like a, 
Maybe it was like a free love thing that was happening in some movies back then. For a minute, like, it did almost seem like he was there to introduce, like, sex to their world. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, this is <laughs> not a good storyline. <laughs> well, so, yeah, something that, certainly something that they had lost. I mean, that's what they were yeah. all fascinated by. But they, like, <laughs> like it comes up later. They basically think of him as an animal. Yeah. There's even when he first gets into Arthur Frayne's uh, apartment, <laughs> for lack of yeah, that, thing, yeah, his reference. He's uh, he sees on the wall like the evolution of man. Oh, and it's yeah. like you know, blah 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 blah, Homo and sapien, and then eternal, eternal, and then question mark. So they think that he is the Homo sapien when he's probably whatever question mark is. It's actually really set up very well right there in the narrative that he's like the next step because mm-hmm. he's like literally the next thing. After the question mark is Sean Connery just standing there going like, where am I? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like <laughs> poor guy stuck in his diaper the whole time. Oh, dude! But it was so cool in his apartment when he when he pulled that little drawstring and the and the the um Zardoz face and <laughs> the curtains you know, opened that painting that opened that painting to Zardoz's face. Oh my gosh! It's just it right there so on cool. his shirt. That's what I was pointing oh, at. Oh, oh. <laughs> Aaron is wearing a Zardoz shirt for the occasion. It's awesome. I was taken by the giant floating head. It was yeah. some really cool vision. Mm-hmm. Uh, just visuals. It'd be cool if it was like a coffee mug. <laughs> like Ed Zardoz's face on the end. Like that. Like, the whole... Refill. Yeah. <laughs> the visuals were something else. It was It was definitely uh, had originality going for it. Mm-hmm. The gun is good. The gun I, is good. <laughs> it welcomes you into this world kind of the way at the beginning of Dune... Like, you get, like, a little, like, monologue from somebody, and then... Unnecessary, yeah, yeah. And you're like, okay. (laughs) And then, like, you're introduced to all this weird stuff. Um, The gun is good. The the pen is bad. My name is Arthur Freight. I feel like that... I am (laughs) Zardos. I long to die, but I can't. Because, oh God, you're gonna long for me to die too as you watch the movie. <laughs> he's like like deadly sober when he's doing that in monologue, even though his head is floating around in the background. But later when he shows up, he's like, "Ooh, I tricked them all." I, I'm not gonna lie, I laughed so hard when like Sean Connery shot him and he just kind of floated out. <laughs> that was <laughs> that was ridiculous because. <laughs> Do other people, can other people float, or is he, like, like the only Was dude? there, like, a propulsion system that was blowing him away from the thing, and then he fell or something? I got the feeling that perhaps maybe the, the head was, was descending. Oh, okay. When he fired, and so he lost balance, uh-huh. grabbed onto it, and he was like, you don't know what you're doing. Like, I'll get you, my pretty. And then he kind of, And your little thong, too. Yeah. Sean the- Connery was in a loincloth. The entire time. What'd you guys think of his performance? I think it was pretty good. I'm going to have to say it was pretty good. I mean, there are things that his character did that I myself didn't really agree with. But I mean, I think think anyone anyone would disagree. Yeah. Yeah. Sarah, what did you? Sean Connery is one of those people that, like, I don't. I feel bad saying it, but I don't really see him like an actor. I see him as him. Mm. Like, like it's Sean, wherever he goes, he's Sean Connery to me. Yeah. Um, and I feel like, 
I kind of, I kind of doubt his commitment sometimes, which probably isn't my place to do. But like, you know how an actor has to kind of sacrifice something and make a fool of themselves to be able to like add to it. Yeah. Like, I feel like Sean Connery as a person has limits of stuff that he's like, he doesn't want to go to. Like, like he thinks it would be emasculating or something like something weird that he doesn't want to have to show. I, I don't know, but I, I kind of feel like in this movie, he definitely went through a lot more than I've seen him go through in other <laughs> movies. <Yeah>. And <laughs> interesting wardrobe. Yeah. Um. Interesting um, <laughs> situations he was in, in this because on the one hand, you can tell he's supposed to be like this masculine, like specimen that they're all just kind of trying to figure out, but he's also kind of at their mercy, it seems like. And I, and I am a little bit confused about that, but. Well, the, the Eternals at this point have gained this ability of, of telepathy or you mm-hmm. know psychic abilities or something like that and they're able to restrain him uh you know using these abilities mm-hmm. and it, it does put put this this uh this actor who is so used to being like this suave masculine like in your face dude in some very interesting vulnerable interesting- <laughs> <laughs> situations yeah yeah i dig what you're saying though yeah yeah he does very little speaking in this role. He does mo- mostly following people around and like being, you know, forced to stand in front of people or lay down on tables while they're like reading his mind or, or whatever they're doing. Like I, I feel like this was something he had to do acting without, you know, words. That's not really something I'm familiar with him doing. You know, I, I can't. I know I've seen Darby McGill. And the little people, I think it's called. Mm-hmm. I can't remember him in it. Um, and I've definitely seen several of his James Bond, and I like him a lot in those roles. Although you know, sexist character, whatever. Oh but gosh, yeah. I'll take it for whatever. Yeah, it's you know, it's James Bond. What can you do? <laughs> I this I haven't seen him in anything like this before, so I I enjoyed seeing him. Um, I'm not sure about the substance of character, but I didn't feel like he was, I didn't feel like he was resistant to being the character he was supposed to be in this movie. I felt like he was acting. Yeah, I feel like he was acting, but I felt like it was Sean Connery acting, if that makes sense. I don't know. I mean, it was Sean Connery acting. Yeah, I know. I did. I did. But it didn't, I mean, it, like, he didn't have that much of a character. Yeah, that's true. But the the things that he, the things that his character did do kind of confused me. Because you were saying that, like, in the beginning he's playing dumb, and that they find out that he's actually superior to them. Yeah. Right, May finds that out. And he's hiding things from them. It was established early on that she couldn't 
like she was trying to read his mind, mm-hmm. and there were things that he was willing to block, not letting them see. Yes, mm-hmm. and that's something that they hadn't experienced before. Yeah, they were surprised by that, and a re- that was the reason why they didn't outright kill him immediately. I think, <laughs> I, at least that, that was my feeling. There was definitely a lot of discussion about killing Zed because, well, man beast is here. We must kill him. It's just you know? a beast. I mean, yeah. if he's going to start breaking stuff, we don't yeah. want to, you know, have him in the the bull in the china shop here. Exactly. Exactly. So. Uh, another aspect to him being a superior being and him hiding knowledge is that his they talk about how they achieved immortality and they had all the time in the world to learn but they figured out pretty early on that no matter how much time they had they didn't have the capacity to learn everything so it was like there's a scene where somebody's walking through and there are people behind the sheets and they've got like different information shining on their faces. I think those are people that were like specifically assigned to a certain oh. branch of information to like okay. have memorized or, or whatever. And that was the only thing they did. You know, they didn't they didn't They're go outside. Purpose. They didn't you know have lives other than that. They were essentially human computers. Okay. And okay. this is me reading into it. No, no, no. That makes sense. That makes sense. But he did not have that limit on his intellect. Like, that's why he could uh, consume all the knowledge in the library that he discovered and was able to read so fast. And that's why, in the end, you know, they're they're projecting all of the information they have onto him, you know, with their, their nude bodies. Right. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. The trippy part at the end there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. That was very interesting. Yes. So, <laughs> I mean, do you think it's one of those things you shouldn't analyze, or do you care if I... I honestly think it's fine. No, no. Okay. I think it should be analyzed, because I think that this movie is treated as a joke. Yeah. And I don't think that that is very fair. Because, think of it in this context. If this movie was in a different language... I think a lot of people would be like, this is this is crazy. This is amazing. Interesting. Because it's in English, we're kinda like Okay. <laughs> they're saying they're saying something about not being able to get erections and <laughs> It well, is but, kind of humorous yeah, in some places. Yeah, the way the way these things are being presented to you well, is yeah, pretty yeah. funny too. <laughs> like, I mean you see that, yeah. But yeah. but I understand what you're trying to say. If 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 society had advanced to this point and stopped, mm-hmm. erections would be really important. That'd be a really important thing to like <laughs> figure well, out again, you know. But like, they're they're immortal, yeah. so they don't. Yeah, they don't want sex. They don't need to reproduce anymore. Right, right. right. Mm-hmm. There's no need for more. There's more no species. need for a bone zone anymore. Yeah, I guess that's true. I feel like some of the situations and costume choices and some other stuff could have been done a little bit differently if they didn't want it to be humorous taken yeah taken as kind of a silly thing give me a specific example okay um <laughs> how about uh the 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 home of the senile um i mean as much as it's supposed to be creepy that there's these old people that are all dressed up weird for some reason, dressed different from nice. everybody else, yeah. and they're laughing and crazy. They're all celebrating. Um, it seems funny to me that they're, like, 
that they're just a bunch of weird people that are <laughs> yeah. trapped in this little space, like, cracking up about stuff. I mean, they're all senile, you know. Outcast from the rest of the society. Yeah. You're aged. You're Listen, aged uh, incredibly, <clears throat> thrown in this room with all these other people. You know, dressed in tuxedos up. Yeah. And, and bridal bridal wear. And, yeah. And uh, this is what we're doing. I guess this is what we're doing. La, 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 la. Now, in contrast, when they're normal in... This land, whatever. Right, the normalcy of their society. Yeah. They uh, they wear a lot of little um, crocheted tops, <laughs> the ladies, and uh, palazzo pants or uh, gaucho pants. Enrico and, Palazzo. Um, it's a it's a very hippie outfit attire that the men and women of this place wear now. Zed, the exterminator, on the other hand, he's got a red loincloth, <laughs> and he's got this little thing that he was wearing over his chest in the beginning, but then that gets taken off. And he had knee-high boots in the beginning, and too. Those, the bandoliers with ammunition, they can't have the ammunition. I mean, they gotta take that away. Yeah. Oh, I see. They ha- He had, it's like, like a cross shells. of ammunition on him, yeah. Yeah, yeah and, he, he was Chewbacca. And he's got a long... <laughs> braid down his back. <laughs> yeah, Sean Connery with that mustache and that braid. It was a Amazing. pretty badass. I I have to say like in terms of I iconography or whatever yeah. um images, mm. you remember that image. Pretty striking. Like it's a pretty memorable <laughs> image. It's probably not going to leave me ever. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I've seen all the hair on Sean Connery's body. I'm not going to forget anything anytime soon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody's got to make an animated gif of him falling down that hill. Though. I loved that part. I made the guys rewind it. I loved it so much. I, I put that gif into our our private chat of him walking up to that pyramid and then you know, oh oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> like getting sucked in. Yeah, I slid down to nowhere. Yeah. So yeah, the hill the hill slides pretty good. Um, he slides on three separate occasions: pyramid, down the hill. And then later, when he when he's into the tabernacle, he's oh, like, oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, and he's flying by the seat of his his loincloth. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's got a freaking hill burn on his butt cheeks. Oh, oh man, yeah, it's, he's pro- that was like probably his idea. Is like I've done this a million times. <laughs> Throw away down that hill. <laughs> I'll show you. Mormon, <laughs> throw me down that hill. I can take a good fall. <laughs> no, we just want you to. We just want you to run along this pathway. Oh, I'm going to skate down that hill. Forget you. <laughs> Some dynamic filmmaking. You'll see. Losers. <laughs> Can't catch me now, can you? <laughs> Wesley. Oh wait, that's a. That's yeah. Patrick Stewart, but still, he's still cool. Yeah. Make it so. <laughs> I I don't disagree that the the uh, senile forced elderly people were silly. Yes, that that all those were silly. And the enlightened people were like hippies. Yes, they. I mean, they, I the mean, they were, but they were also the idea. The idea of there being some type of uh, repercussion for your actions in their society, <laughs> like they. The death penalty is no longer a thing. Yeah. You know? Like, so I understand that the reason that for them being aged, mm-hmm. you know, you know that as punishment, as punishment. Yeah. they no longer have their minds. They're no longer yeah. beautiful. Yeah. As if like vanity is a thing. Apparently, it is. Yeah. 
I think the mind would probably be the worst part for them. Yeah, seriously. And then also I found it very interesting that there were those that just gave up, too, in their society. The ones that were just like... Are they called the apathetics? Yeah, yeah the yeah. apathetic. Mm. Who could only be revived by the sweat of Sean Connery. Oh, my God. Yeah. That sweet, sweet Connery sweat. <laughs> that scene, that scene, it's going to stick with me forever. <laughs> well, it all starts off when Sean Connery grabs, grabs a boob. And then tries to take a woman by force, or, but then he realizes he doesn't have to take her by force because she's not going to fight back, which means he loses interest. So he flings her. <laughs> he throws her like a sack of potatoes. Whoa, 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 whoa. It's, it's very, oh my gosh. And fr- Friend is just like having the time of his life. You, you, I, I really liked Friend as a character, the blonde guy. You the one who whipped Sean Connery? Yes, the one, that one, the one that was like, "Oh, you imbecile! Let's go over here now." Yeah, I liked him before he was put through the crazy factory. Right, <laughs> the Play-Doh play- Fun Factory. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm a star now. <laughs> Sneeches. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. I mean, that's I, that's part of like the tragedy. Like this, this person who just wants to enjoy his, like for once, enjoy his immortality, and then everybody goes all crazy meditation hippie on him. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, he does not want to join their second site or whatever, whatever it's called. No, and they all they all start pointing their fingers at him, uh, wiggling their uh, jazz hands. I will not join your second site. He had something to hide. See, that's what that was about. He didn't want to join the meditation because when they did, all their minds were joined, so they would have known that he had become somebody who wanted them all dead or hated them all, whatever. Can't have that kind of stuff. Yeah. I will say he made some very weird statements at that time because he was like, I hate all women. Yes. And then he just kind of shouted, he's he's like, fertility. (laughs) He shouted that word. (laughs) Just randomly. Penis. (laughs) Penis is evil. (laughs) And I hate croutons. You put croutons into everything. (laughs) I just expect someone to get, you know, yeah. wiggle fingers at them and just shout in response, fertility. Fertility. <laughs> I hate women. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm throwing my hands women. up in the air here, guys. Yeah, I Want don't. me to put my penis in you now? <laughs> oh, man. But you know what? I like this movie. Like, uh, I think it's a trip. I don't know. I'll be honest. As much as I did enjoy it, I don't know if I'll ever watch it again. <laughs> yeah, same here. <laughs> I think uh, I think I had enough fulfillment of it. But uh, funny enough story, uh, either the first time I saw this movie or the second time, I was really inspired by the giant floating Zardoz head. So I included it in a, uh, a Dungeons and Dragons campaign that I uh, that I wrote up. Nice. Yeah, that's cool. Was it like the same exact? No, I just I just borrowed. I, I like yeah. the idea of a giant floating head. Yeah, and so <laughs> so I wrote that in. It's called plagiarism. Good, good. Oh, get it? Because his head's floating around in the beginning. Oh, yeah. And then the Zardoz head's floating around. Yes. That guy was so annoying. And he had that head wrap too, which kind of had the same angular. Yeah. 
uh, shape as the, the giant stone floating head as well. Well, you notice at the end when Zed was trapped in the tabernacle, all the his friend and May and uh, Consuela, which I think is hilarious that somebody's name was Consuela, uh, their, their heads were floating around. Yeah, yeah, yeah so. I saw that too. A lot of floating heads going on in this movie. <laughs> yeah, your favorite band, the Floating Heads. The Floating Heads. Yeah, and there's so many things that this movie reminded me of. Like I kept going back to Willy Wonka and the, and the Chocolate Factory. Like in the beginning, yeah. when he sees those contraptions that are pumping the whatever oh, yeah. and stuff like that and then later when he's seen like the the things on the walls moving i was like he's in he's in the the tunnel that they go through you know and uh the creepy song is being sung <laughs> someone cuts off a chicken's head yeah it is a little bit like charlie and the chocolate factory because um is that what it's called? Willy Wonka. Willy Charlie Wonka. and the Chocolate Factory is the one that Tim Burton did. Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. Because at the end of that movie, like they kind of take everything away. And you realize what the situation is. That there were sort of fake things happening that seemed supernatural or whatever. And it's Something. kind of taken back down to Earth. Mind projection. Something like that. And I was thinking of um, the way that Logan's run is, like their society and the outside world. You know, once again, it reminded that everything is better on the inside. Except for that guy who has all the cats. Where was that guy? Well, I the par- even even more parallels. I mean, I mean, their society was was based on crystals. Mm-hmm. The tabernacle. This mm-hmm. society also based on these power crystals. Very seventies sci fi kind of idea. Yeah, power crystals. crystals. Are yeah, dude. Always remember the crystals. Yeah. It kind of. The, I noticed some situations that reminded me kind of of Hunger Games, mm. um, because. There's, like, the different districts that are, like, outside. And then there's, like, this super elite, like, class that, like, they're trying to penetrate or whatever. Mm -hmm. And then within that, there's this person who's, like, the hero rising up and the... (laughs) I kind of even... Oh, wow. Yeah. No kidding. I kind of felt like it... Hunger Games might have learned a thing or two <laughs> from Zardots. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. I think a lot of things ape some of the stuff from here, at least. And I think that this was also going for a very 2001 kind of trippy stuff, especially with the music, like classical music. And then there were parts where there was just discordant music that was supposed to set you, you know, an uneasy feeling. Mm-hmm. I can see, I can see some Kubrick parallels yeah. there. Yeah. I mean, I don't think it pulled it off. No, <laughs> but, oh, but. Yeah. I kind of think it was visually, it was cool, but it wasn't like stunning the way right two thousand one is. Oh, uh, I didn't, I didn't chime in when you guys were talking about ever watching it again. I would watch it again if it was being shown like on film somewhere. Oh, like, I'd cool. love to see it see like, the big on screen? the big screen. Okay. Yes, yeah, I could agree to that. I do think it, it has enough interesting visuals that I'd like to, be, you know, have my entire vision filled with it. And the the edition that we had was SD. That's the only kind that we can rent on wow. Amazon, unfortunately. So I wonder what a nice high definition copy would look like. Yeah, I guess we'll never know. <laughs> Greater detail on the the boobs being washed. <laughs> yes. Oh yes. Oh, what? so sensual. Oh, you know. I mean, that was, I, I feel like he just, like, 
got a porno and <laughs> cut that scene out. It wasn't wasn't filmed for the movie. Like, yeah. <laughs> this person's moaning and okay. pushing her boobs together. Yeah. Yeah, I kind of think he was a piece of crap to women in this movie. John Connery? Yeah. Why? And I didn't know if that was him, like, <laughs> pretending to be the beast character they expected yeah. him to be. But it kind of seemed that way throughout. I mean, um, he was on several occasions forcing himself on a woman. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and... Um, and I kind of just put that to the side because I was like, this is some kind of weird-ass dystopian future. Is that the appropriate thing to call it? I, I would say it's a pretty weird-ass yeah. dystopian future. It was definitely dystopian. Like, they had ruined the Earth, and this was yep. their attempt to save part of it. Yeah. I, I kind of... But then there's yeah. the part in the beginning where they say it's a satire. Oh, yeah, yeah. He kind of really forced... Like, that Arthur character sure forces like some 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 narratives for the uh, the viewers to follow. Yeah, <laughs> like straight up. I said, "Who am I? Who are you? Why are you doing this? Just turn off the TV. Go home. No. Yeah. Eat a sandwich instead." <laughs> well, I felt like, what if everybody was like, "We are so down to do this completely serious deadpan," yeah, and it's like a commentary thing or whatever. That's what I think it is, but I don't know what it's a commentary on, well, like intellectualism. Possibly, I mean, they do vote quite often in this, in this, uh, on every every little occasion. You know, there's. Only intellectuals oh, you, vote. Is well, that what, you're well what I'm trying to say, yeah, <laughs> that's what I'm trying to say. No, but no, what I'm trying to say is like, oh, this one doesn't think like us, therefore we need to vote to so see. <clears throat> yeah, of course. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Well, yeah, I, I'll shut up. No, 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 no. Don't, don't I don't shut up. That that is a possibility. I, I don't know. I felt like it was trying to be like highbrow, and if it was. And maybe I'm just not getting it, but the the clownish dude that was the guy behind the curtain or whatever, like, I feel may have killed the potential for there being, like, depth in yeah. that, in that story part of it. But, um. Maybe it's, it's like, um, because that's a good point. The, the, the clown behind the curtain, mm -hmm. the person who's pretending to be God, maybe that's a commentary on, like, the 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 brutals or the the people that live on this other side are the quote unquote sheeple that are, yeah. are following this uh, higher power, but in reality, there's all these people that are living on the other side mm -hmm. that either are unaware of it because they don't have to be, yeah. or are in actually controlling it and showing that the all it takes is for one sh one sheeple to wake up. Uh, to destroy everything that these people think that they have full control over because it's it's really people and that can change things through acts of violence. I don't, well, I don't know about violence, but no, no, <laughs> that's a total stretch. It's it's just it like could, it could be. Because I'm okay, look, I'm defending this movie, but I'm not saying it's, it's okay. a great movie. Right, oh, yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. I I think it's much better than I was expecting it to be. I've, it's something to be viewed for sure. Yeah, you know? it's it's memorable. At it's, least once, yeah. It's uh, e yeah, definitely its own thing that isn't exactly like anything else. They should show it in sex ed ed uh, ed's oh, class because you know 
Tells you a lot about the body. <laughs> shows you what a ding-dong does. Dan Harmon wrote it into uh, pretty heavily in one of his <laughs> Rick and Morty episodes as well. Oh, oh. Sorry, was, yeah. Oh, yeah. I think I've seen that before. Yeah, it's 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 pretty pretty thick in there. Giant floating head and all. It's good reference. Yeah. And talk about the green bread though. You have no green bread in that one. So, has anybody got any uh, really good notes? Because I think mine are. Well, I wrote some. I, I started following. Like, I tried writing like a, a, a almost narrative of things. Like I was just talking about how, like you know, this is the same director as Excalibur. You know, I wrote two thousand uh, two hundred ninety three AD. Based uh, on the style of acting in Excalibur, I can totally see that these are the same director because yeah. there's, there's a stilt stiltedness in Excalibur that I think carries over into this. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I believe that Merlin and Arthur both share similarities in, in there because, like, Merlin and in, 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 he's not a, as obnoxious as no, Arthur is in this movie, not but nearly. there are certain things, how he reacts to things, which was very similar to, to how um, Ar- Arthur's character uh, reacts to things in this, I noticed. Yeah. I don't know if that was some sort of supposed to be a subtlety or, or you know, as subtle as a brick. I don't know. <laughs> Into the face. I don't know either. I, I, I don't know. I like the presentation of Merlin in Excalibur. We'll have to do that movie on the podcast. You know, though, I, what I thought was clever, though, was when, when Sean Connery's character was reading the books mm. and he found the Wizard of Oz yeah. and, and, and happened to, like, read it and then look at the cover and then cover, you know, the His whiz. Um, just over the right. <laughs> he covered I the whiz. Of- <laughs> I thought that was a pretty cool reveal. And, I, and this is actually, I didn't really... Pay yep. attention to it. My last time I viewed the movie, this time I was like, "Oh wow, yeah, that's that's pretty much." You know, I, I mean, thought it was pretty hilarious. Yeah. It was a surprise, but I was yeah. like, I could be, I could see someone who'd put their whole life around something <laughs> and then just noticed that being like, "Damn you!" Yeah. <laughs> like wanting to get revenge. Man behind the curtain. Yeah. If he like found Jurassic Park or something, <laughs> like that, his name would be uh, let's say Sick Sick Park. Yeah, up Sick Park, the other god. <laughs> <laughs> of course, he's John Hammond. Kill him. I think one of my favorite lines in this movie was uh, when Sean Connery's character awakens after Tabernacle and he tells the group of uh, of uh, rebels that he's gathered together. He's like, "Follow my aura." <laughs> Stay within my aura. Yeah, that's what it was. Stay within my aura. Stay within my sweat aura. <laughs> it's, just that, it, it's just one of those lines that when it's thrown at you, you're just like, okay, I'll I'll stay within your aura, Sean Connery. Come on, my aura. You bet. <laughs> I don't know. It's just so... They it was made, a good line. They made the rest of the dudes look like totally effeminate compared oh, yeah. to him. Like, long hair and like... like Loose clothes and stuff. You're talking and about the Eternals, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's because they're all they're all fading away. They don't, you know, they probably don't have any reason to exercise or any of that stuff either. They just they're just chilling. They're just chilling. Yeah, they're having parties where they stand around and vote on stuff. Mm-hmm. See, I don't really. I thought the introduction with the floating head was like a play, like him laying out the, the play. I present to you now my story, which is in 17 acts. Something like that. I didn't like that part. 
I don't even like it's I, I, I it feels like something somebody inserted because uh like a, a note from the studio was like, I think you need to set the stage here. Yeah. It felt forced, yeah. I, f- I feel like the beginning sequence with them, like, and their guns and everything, be- aside from that guy just talking and breaking the fourth wall. The penis <laughs> is aside, evil. Aside from that, oh. I feel like that that was, like, a different headspace than, like, when he passes through the vortex. Yes. And I feel like that felt more believable to me, almost, even though... I think that's the way it is, yeah. Because the the other side, through the vortex, just seems like it's kind of, like, in England. Right. Or yeah. something, or, or like, a, like a commune or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, but, it doesn't help that the first person Zed sees on the other side is a, a naked woman riding a horse, and she goes, "Hello, Governor." No, that doesn't happen. <laughs> uh, she is naked on a horse. <laughs> Freshen your tea. No, no, that didn't happen. Stupid Simpsons. <laughs> it's the Simpsons' fault that I thought any of that. Okay, cut it out. <laughs> Let's see. Oh, uh, that is actually one of my notes: nude horse riding. Mm-hmm, very good. <laughs> It's a good pastime. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, and I, I like that part. Didn't Herr Trudis do that in, like, Water for Chocolate? Yes, she did. Yes. <laughs> Lady Godiva's soul. Or Herr Trudis's and such. Would you, would you guys say that a lot of the nudity in this movie is supposed to be very sensual? Or is it supposed to be, like... Is it supposed to be so alien to 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 what Sean Connery's character would expect to see? Like, I don't know, just something I was thinking about while I was watching it, and I, I, I myself couldn't come up with any answers. <clears throat> I'm just interested in what your thoughts are. I think it was intended to be central for, like, 70s. Okay. Like, I think that the idea of what was in the 70s mm-hmm. is different than what is now. Sure. But I think it was partially the genre and partially the time okay. that makes it seem a little bit funny now. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. That, what do you think? That genre being naked woman genre, right? <laughs> I'd be no, interested in like sci-fi genre. fantasy. Oh, sci-fi fantasy. Oh, yes. Okay. I don't... I think that maybe that would have been the situation at first, but I think that we were supposed to grow numb to okay. that. Okay. I don't know if that actually works in the real world, but yeah. I think that's what they were going for. And you notice that Sean Connery is not, his character Zed is not freaking out about seeing all these, you know, scantily clad women. Well, yeah. And I think that plays very well into the fact that he was faking, oh. like, being uh, just a, one of the normal brutals. You know, okay. he was actually smarter. He didn't feel that... Uh, lust that he would have felt like that he showed he had memories of taking you know okay. uh, like yeah I don't Interesting. know though because mm. I feel like it could partially be that they were trying to show that he was smart mm-hmm. or like elevated above what they thought but then the other part of it is I feel like they were trying to show him as like this like alpha male like masculine dude who was coming into their world with his 
like his uh what's the word? Penis. <laughs> I was gonna say something like um his Throbbing erection. <laughs> Would you? No, I mean uh never mind. <laughs> with his chemistry. Yeah. I feel yeah. like he came into this world with his chemistry and they didn't have that. So yeah. I feel like part of the time, you know, he was grabbing people, groping them, like yeah. acting like he was going to just tear them apart, which he does with those two girls Yeah, after they already find out he's elevated. It's true. Okay. Which two girls? Um, May and... May and oh, the- you're talking about when, like, afterwards when, when May is, like, all kissing on him and stuff like that? Yeah. And the other girl oh, gets I th- jealous. I think that was a mind, like a show of like power that he hadn't done before, because he, you know, she's kissing on him, and and uh, Consuela breaks in and is like, <laughs> you're, "You're committing a bestiality." Oh yeah, the beast, which, which is the best kind of bestiality, <laughs> <laughs> high grade bestiality. <laughs> I feel my question and, was a little loaded. Well, and then, and then, oh, and then no, I, no. I, I understood that some of some of the nudity was supposed to be very. Oh, sorry, Joel. <laughs> I mean, go, get, go for it. Bestiality, but then he shows that, like, no, I've like because, like, not only is he doing this tug of war with her with the 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 sheet or anything like that, because I think that she would just like let go or something. He's like doing mind control at okay. that moment, where okay. he's like, "Yes, I've been able to control you this whole time, and I can control you right now." Ah. I'm not a beast. Interesting. I'm not a best. Okay. That whole I'm not a beast thing anymore didn't really work for me. I see. Maybe that's the part that made it unbelievable for me. Because I felt like either the story or something wasn't really like... And it would have been weird if he was like this Christ-like figure that like saved them all or whatever. Um, He did with bullets. And procreation. <laughs> yes. He let some women go off on fire horses to the, the castle and drag them more. Oh, wait. It's uh, Dragon quil- Slayer. They had quilts on. Oh, yes. They had nice quilts. They yeah. no longer had their wispy clothes. Was that supposed to signify the fact that, like, he, like, like I don't know, impregnated them or something? I don't know. Cause was oh, that- I didn't even think well, about cause, that. Because May had mentioned oh, yeah. cause May had mentioned that she was like, you know, we'll take your sperm or whatever. And we'll and, give and, you the information. And we'll give you the information. And then so when they we had got the quilts an 18 minute long <laughs> scene where they're getting information. So yeah. they probably did get it in. So, and, get so it I, in. Figure, I figured the, the reason they were quilted <laughs> was supposed to be like, like, you know, we're... Uh, we're expecting. I, I think it was, it was like a disguise. No, no, that totally. Honestly, sense. but I do think that you're right. I okay. Think oh man, I missed that. Swimming with baby Connerys. Yep. This movie. They had some green buns <laughs> in the oven. <laughs> green bread. Yes. And uh, that's that's about all I've got uh, on my notes. I I barely wrote anything because I was like <laughs> watching it well, kind of intently. Just, yeah, I 
I couldn't write while I was watching this. It's <laughs> kind of distracting. You <laughs> we were able to draw. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but, but it was... That's mindless It's for a you. different... Yeah. Mm. It's a different thought pattern. I but, see. Yeah, I do feel my, my, my question about the nudity was a little loaded. I knew some of it, obviously, was very supposed to be very sensual. Yes. But, but But I felt that there was some of it that just, to me anyways, I was just... It was like weird. part of their society, yeah. you know, or something. Yeah. Like, that was just how they were. I mean, they didn't. I don't know. They didn't pick like women that were models or, or anything like that for this. I'm not saying the women were ugly or anything yeah. like that. I'm like, I'm like, there weren't like like hourglass women walking around or anything like that. I think they per- per- specifically chose men and women with very similar body types. Yeah, I noticed so. that too. Huh. That's so that there was like more androgyny going along there, like go- the, because their society had evolved out of sex. Right, right. So they were all eternal. Nothing was different. Uh-huh. Okay, okay. And then Sean Connery shows up, and he's like, "Hey, check out my <laughs> chest. So I've got he- enough body hair for everyone. <laughs> so we he- want some sweat." <laughs> um. So he did bring sex to the. <laughs> Oh, yes. <laughs> After all, <laughs> they were they were intimidated, but you know when they when they're running that test and they show soapy boobs followed by mud wrestling women, he he doesn't get you know that doesn't do it for him. And then he looks right at May, or at Consuela, and then he's like, mm, "That looks pretty nice." He's all about that conquest. Yes. I I can see a naked woman whenever I want. I just, you know, but when I see this woman who obviously thinks I'm a disgusting best, (laughs) that's what gets my fire stoked. I'd probably see this again (laughs) on the big screen. I think big screen would be. I think I see what you're saying. All right. All right. Yeah. (laughs) Not because of the soapy scene. I'm trying to. (laughs) <laughs> I'm trying to think of another name that would be as like random as Consuela. That was pretty random. Yeah, yeah. like uh, I mean, there's one dude's name is just friend. Yeah, you know, friend May Consuela mm-hmm. walk into a bar. <laughs> His name should have been Amigo. Amigo. Hey, amigo. <laughs> <laughs> Find me, Amigo. <laughs> friend. It's the best I can do. Do you have any other things that you want to talk about? I think we've... I think we did it. Yes, we thoroughly polished this Zardoz. I'm kind of glad that Sean Connery was willing to do this movie. Me too. Yeah, me too. And I and I kind of... I kind of have to tip my hat for the fact that he was so scantily clad <laughs> in the entire thing. And yeah, so much body hair and so much just whatever. Like, he... That was him... On full display, and I think that's awesome that he did it. He doesn't strike me as the kind of person who would be ashamed of his body or anything True. like that. Yeah. But he does. I do think it would be uncomfortable to be in simply those red briefs for for a long time. Well, I, I just keep my head my, my my headspace keeps going to seeing him falling down that hill. I know. And like, I mean, his butt hit everything. Everything just hit the, those rocks and the, yep. the moss. And yeah, the, but when he got to the bottom, he landed right on his feet. Oh, yeah, no. This dude, he's a pro. He's pretty athletic, too. You, know, you can tell he, yeah. you know, he's not... Yep. Running wasn't a problem or anything. It's not a problem yeah. for me. <laughs> Welcome to the tabernacle. It wasn't... It wasn't... <laughs> 
<laughs> it wasn't like seeing the dudes you see in like superhero movies now. Oh, no, for no, no, sure. No. You see this like phony, like muscly, like fake looking yeah, person steroids. that's been waxed. Yeah. And you saw like a real like person in yeah. this. So that was kind of different. Yeah, just a barrel chested, healthy looking person. Yeah. It was, I recommend watching it if you haven't seen it before. Sit down with some friends, watch it. It's not, it's not good, but it is like something to behold. The the visuals are worth it. Mm -hmm. The things that are being thrown at your face. And the masks and stuff. That whole thing with the head and the masks is kind of nuts. Yeah. And different. As far as like dystopian future movies are concerned, it's pretty awesome. Pretty awesome. I would be remiss if I did not mention that they play my... The one piece of, like, intellectual property music that they're playing is Beethoven. And it is actually my favorite piece of of uh, music, um, which is 7A, number 7, and A, uh, second movement. There's something... Like, if you just listen to that song by itself, not, not in context of the movie or something like that, there is... I, I don't even know what the context of the symphony is, but the way it, it does the the same set over and over again, it's slowly adding in different parts, different instruments, different sections of the orchestra, gives this feeling of sadness and of struggle that I, I like. It like actually makes me kind of tear up when I listen to it by itself. It, it's It's really... Quite a beautiful piece, so I enjoyed hearing it in the movie. It is, yeah, it's silly. I love all music, and I love classical music too. No, and, uh-huh. and the and this is a a piece of music I enjoy, but it's not one I've actually sought out very often. But now that I think about it, it's one I would. The reason I got crazy about this particular piece is because when I was working at Konami, as a game tester, we did a port of a flight simulator, and during one of the screens where you, like, can look at all this information about, like, actual World War II era planes, it would just start playing, and, like, I was, you know, I'm listening for sound effects and stuff like that, but I'd just be like, mm, hypnotized. So, <laughs> yeah, that's cool. I didn't know that. But, yeah, I carried over. Yeah. So next week is Aaron's pick. I don't think he's actually picked anything yet, but that's <laughs> well, okay. Well, we only just told him. It'll be that's uh, not true. <laughs> it'll uh, it'll just have to be a little surprise for the listeners. Mm-hmm. It better not be Hot Tub Time Machine Two. Next week, Hot Tub Time Machine Two. <laughs> 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 I'm kidding. Probably I'm kidding. doesn't have any squirrels in it. <laughs> not sure though. Well, I'll see if I, I'm like I'll see if I can find a squirrel movie. Mor- morbidly curious about the sequel because what could they possibly do? Like the one that ends with them like having like this happy life. So well, I don't know. Well, I read in an article that um, mm-hmm. Crispin Glover really wanted to be in the second one, and they didn't ask him back. Oh, so. weird. So it's not worth watching. It's at not all. worth viewing. Yeah. Okay, forget it. <laughs> Sorry to spoil your curiosity. Makers is Hot Tub Time Machine 2. <laughs> you. <laughs> they should have added Crispin Glover. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. 
Jeez. All right. So a very serious film. Yep. You guys probably learned a lot from it. Oh, yeah. So get ready for some questions about lessons. Let me tell you something right now, though. Please Don't Send Me Into Outer Space is a proud member of the Ear Trumpet Radio Network. We're alongside such podcasts as The Song That Saved Your Life. I don't think I've mentioned this one yet. It is a podcast hosted by Stephanie um, where she interviews people and they talk about the songs that were their favorites or that they heard the most or were most influencing to them when they were 15. This is the kind of, you know, 15 is just that tender age where you're just learning like stuff about yourself. You're, you're experiencing things. And so music is a big part for a lot of people and like their formative years. And the, like you, you just get really down to what, like what you were like when you were 15 you know, the, the the person that she's interviewing, the, the kind of music that they were listening to from, you know, people that were kids in the 80s up to people that were in the, the 2000s, like little babies. Um, <laughs> and, like, were they actually formative to you? Like, did you grow out of it? Would you listen to them as an adult with the same appreciation? Like, what would you think of yourself as, like, what would your 15-year-old self? think of how your life is right now. These are the questions that come up and it's a really good podcast. The song that saved your life. Get on iTunes. Sounds awesome. So here's uh, the rest of the stuff. Now that I've told you something actually interesting, here's the boring part. (laughs) (laughs) Email any suggestions or comments you have to please don't podcast at gmail.com. Subscribe to us on iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, or the podcatcher of your choice. Like us on Facebook. Our Facebook page is facebook.com slash pdsmios. And if you subscribe to us on iTunes, we'd really appreciate it if you left us a star or written rating. Starting from this moment forward, for every new written rating we get, I'm going to read it on the air. We really want written ratings. What do I have to do? What do I have to do, people? What do I have to do? What do I have to do? Aaron? Aaron, You said Aaron Uh, would kiss them. Aaron? (laughs) I'm not going to make Aaron kiss anybody. I'm going to say to Joel that maybe that's why we haven't gotten any roof. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Because nobody wants to get kissed by Aaron? Yeah, Joel. I think... uh, I want to be loved by you (laughs) next to you. Nobody else. It's true. (laughs) Kiss me. No. Under the bull... Barley... I gotta say, please, please review us. Please, yes. please. <laughs> Thank we, you. We really do want it, and 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 I want to know what you want us to watch. We'll make it worth your while. Yeah, we'll we'll give you guys a podcast you'll never forget. We'll read your review in funny voices. We'll give you a snack pack. <laughs> I'll, you come to the comic book store, and I'll give you a snack hey. pack. All right, hey kid. I give you this banana for that snack bag. I'll talk to you like Yoda all day long. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I'll be, I'll, I'll, I will do my famous uh, uh, baby voice, which, no, wait, that sounds exactly the same as my regular voice. Never mind. I'm sure there's some car- cartoon character I can pretend to be where I can read somebody's review. 
thanks to David DeRoy for our theme music, to Dowtry for our podcast logo, and to Spencer Seams, our family, and our friends for all the support. We couldn't do this without you guys. Thank you so much. Thanks. Happy New Year, by the way, to everybody. I hope you guys had a good holiday season. Whoopity do. Let's talk about lessons. Lessons from the movie Zardoz. Zardoz. As you know, in we didn't even Wizard talk about it. of Oz. Bizarre. <laughs> or Wizard. 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 Wizard of, of Oz. <laughs> that is so Wizard of Oz, Anakin. <laughs> so Zardoz, Anakin. Man, I got two. Okay. Not one, but I've got two. Two. But I'm afraid I don't want to take. Away from others. No, 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 no I haven't, do it, I haven't do even it. thought of anything right. yet, so this will give All me right. time. Well, the okay. first one is, so you're trying to escape a mad, crazy mob that's out to kill you. What are your options? What should you do? According to Zardoz, just dress up like a bride. Throw on that... Throw on that veil. Throw on that little silky number, you know? They won't even know. They will not notice you one bit. <laughs> they could have played the Benny Hill theme over that part. No so this movie does, does introduce us to Sean Connery in a dress. About <laughs> time they got me in a dress. And, uh, no one ever suspects a bride. <laughs> My number two thing that I learned from this movie... Ish. Was that we finally achieved space travel? Mm. But apparently, just like the name of our podcast, you know, please don't send me in our space. There just wasn't much there. I believe. I believe. Friend said it was a dead end. Oh wow! That was pretty depressing. But that's something I learned from the movies. Are truth. We, we built. We built <laughs> space shuttles, but uh, yeah, I can't even remember the line. I believe he said it was a dead end, though. Yes. Yeah. Dead end Kind space. of a bummer. Mm. But we can all wear our bride dresses and hide in outer space somewhere, I'm sure. <laughs> press, press our faces against pieces of glass. Yep. <laughs> mm-hmm. My lesson is uh, I keep coming back around to that uh, Sean Connery wasn't a bad looking dude, but uh Pretty pretty mean to women in this movie, though. <laughs> That's about it. <laughs> I don't know how much I like him as a person, but um, he was a pretty good-looking dude. So you learn that Sean Connery can't be trusted around women in any case. Yeah. Okay. But he can wear a braid. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> towards the end he's let that braid out so, so oh that's true that's was true. the hair like out like no no it was, it was just it back, should but, it yeah. should have been <laughs> yeah like crimps in it <laughs> stay within the war of my hair <laughs> it's kind of a handlebar mustache mm-hmm. yeah. yeah that was, that was the brutal biker stash <laughs> And then, and then, but, but the thing was, is like his fellow writers were like identical. Yeah. yeah. Like they all had the same stash going Zed. on. Yeah. Zed! It was, you forgot how to get the mustache, Zed! It was the hip thing. I'm surprised that their god didn't have one. I totally should have had handlebar. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, he's got the beard. He's, he's yeah. you know, he's a Zeus, old Zeus style. Yeah. My lesson is that if 
you are looking for assistance and someone hands you a, a leaf and says, eat this when you need strength, that person is full of... <laughs> that's, that's just a leaf. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> oh, I totally forgot about that. Yes. At the right time. <laughs> I, I really expected him to put that in his mouth and then... <laughs> Wimpy. I can't, I, can't do it. I can't do a Popeye voice. We'll see you next week, folks. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. Bye. Like a Well, blow me down. Goodbye. Bye. EarTrumpetAudio.com Ideas and entertainment. Loud and clear.